We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Well, the Knicks get a standing ovation. A blowout victory. A win by 24. Led by as many as 29. Six players in double figures. 29 assists. A celebratory home opener as Jalen Brunson continues to impress in the first two games as the Knicks. He had 17.6 assists, no turnovers tonight. Nine assists and no turnovers Wednesday and the overtime loss to Memphis. Okay. Giddy up. That was fun. Wasn't that fun? I had fun for the most part. Um, the Knicks get their first win of the season, a game that was certainly more interesting than it should have been. Uh, more on that in a bit. I, I The final score, not that it really matters, but the final score for this one uh, was 130 to 106. Which leads me to my highest level of analysis for this game, which is it was nice to play the Pistons. Um, Knicks did some nice things, but at the end of the day, um, I think this is going to be the first of hopefully many games that the Knicks play this season against competition that they are comfortably ahead of. Um, You know, I, I think the thing that I took away from this game and that I think will be reflective of some other games um, that they will play against maybe some of the lesser teams in the league is that you're going to see talent, you know, like they play the magic on Monday. And although the, the Hornets, I don't know if they qualify because they, they put together a commensurate showing tonight against the, the Pelicans. I was watching a little bit of that game. Um, but like even the worst teams have some talent like the Pistons, Cade, you know, Jaden Ivey. Um, Sadiq Bey can make a shot. Bogdan McDonough was, was absolutely killing them um, for for a while there in the first quarter. But like when you go down one through ten, the Knicks should out talent these lesser teams, and they out talented the Pistons tonight. Um, I also think they outplayed the Pistons tonight. But again, this is one of those where if you watched all forty eight minutes of it, there were definitely more than a few spots where you're like, eh. It's good they do, they're not playing better competition, um, even with a, a 24 point win. Um, this one was a 20 point game at halftime. The big push came in the first half when the bench was in there. I think Derek Rose played five minutes and change in the first half, and he was like a plus 13. There was a point in time in this game where I think Derek Rose was at like 13 minutes and change, and he was at a, a plus 27 with 13 points scored. And, uh, and six assess, six assists on a minute for minute basis. I would say Derek Rose was the player of this game, but I'll have to think about that a little bit more. Um, I think the point guards really were the takeaway between Derek Rose and Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson finished with a slightly more robust stat line of 28 minutes, six for 11 from the field. Um, he did a little bit of everything. He still has not committed a turnover in this young season. 
Uh, he has six, uh, 15 assists, six of which were in this game, uh, finished the game with 17 points. It was a little bit of something from everybody, but my, my takeaway from this is it, it's nice to have 48 minutes worth of competent point guard play. Um, in the third quarter where this thing got a little dicey, got down to, to 12 at one point, which is frightening after having been up by 29. But even during the stretch where the Pistons were, were trying to make their initial push to get back in the game, Brunson, you know, had a couple. He had took a charge. He scored a basket and he might have scored a couple of baskets in that stretch. Um, even in the first half of this game, uh, the Pistons were making a little bit push and a little bit of a push and Brunson late in the first half, uh, just pulled up for three and made it. It's really nice to have Jalen Brunson on this basketball team because, you know, some people may think I'm crazy for saying this, but I'll say it. The last year's team, especially after Rose went down, a game like this, I even against this team, I'm not sure they pull this one out. But between Brunson, Rose, um, having the the kind of steady hand, having the confidence, it, it makes all the difference in the world. Uh, several other Knicks, you know, did some nice things as um, Andrew Claudio has the has the box score up here. Uh, I, you know, we could talk about RJ Barrett. We could talk about Emmanuel quickly. Both of those guys hit shots quickly, finishes eight of 14 from the field. Uh, after going 0 5 on opening night, certainly see the good to see the ball go in the basket off his hands. RJ still no made threes on the season. You'd like that to change at some point, but that being said, I was happy most of his drives ended well. Uh, he was certainly the uh, earliest positive contributor in this game with some really nice assists. Um, had three assists within like it felt like the first couple minutes of the game, and. Uh, he also had another really nice one. His fourth assist was really nice. I remember I, I jotted a note down about that. Though Mitchell Robinson came out of the gate playing really well. It was nice to see him pick up where he left off in the preseason after a uh, tough game in terms of foul trouble in the opener against Memphis. And uh, yeah, I mean, Randall was fine. You know, a couple of, couple of Randall moments that were reminiscent of last season, but we don't have to talk about those. We, we hope that those are few and far between. And Obi Toppin, let's, let's finish up by talking about Obi. So Obi played 21 minutes. He was a plus 25, scored 16 points, had some nice assists. Uh, and he hit some threes, which is great to see. Anytime Obi Toppin hits multiple threes in a game, uh, it's it's a good thing. Yeah, so 21 minutes tonight for Obi after uh, 14 minutes in the opening opening festivities. I don't know how many blowouts are, are going to be that are going to allow Obi Toppin to play this many minutes, but it was nice for him to get a little bit more of a run in this game. And, and I was waiting towards the end there as Brunson came back in, RJ came back in, Mitchell Robinson went to the scorer's table before he walked back to the bench. I was like, oh man, please don't bring Julius Randle back into this game. Just let Obi close it out. Um, and he did, I guess, until he, he brought the subs, the, the, the deep bench in. Um, that's really it. I, I mean, I don't really know what more there is to say about this. game. It's a tough game to evaluate, right? It's a tough game to evaluate because the Knicks were 11 of 17 from three in the first half. The Pistons missed 8,000 free throws. And defensively, this Detroit team is is just not very good. So for as much as I, I would like to say all kinds of nice flowery things about the Knicks, like, oh, they figured out their offense, uh, put up 130 points, the whole thing, it, you know, it's easy for your offense to look good when you make shots. And the Knicks were making a bunch of shots, especially in the first half. Um, I'm not sure that I thought their their process was like that much better. I think the competition got worse, and I think they made shots. Um, I, I look forward to seeing another game that they play against a, a level of competition that is a little bit higher when they really have to grind it out. But like, look, the reality of the situation is we are probably going to be having the same conversations all year long, which is like against the lesser teams, the Knicks are going to look, especially their offense is going to probably look pretty good. Uh, and against the mediocre, like, you know, top 10, top 12, top 15 teams in the league. That's where it's like, okay, can they grind it out enough? Can they be sound enough? Can they make enough plays? You know, can they sneak out enough in transition? And most importantly, can they bear down on defense for for 48 minutes? They didn't need to do that tonight, um, which is fine. We'll take the we'll certainly take the win. 
and uh, take the take the good feelings that uh, come with it as we head into the weekend, get two days off, and then back at it again on uh, Monday night. As I drink from my daughter's purple and aqua-esque cup with a bunch of glittery little stars on it. It's a glittery star type of night here in the Macri household after after that win. All right, let's uh let's get it started with some with some chats, of course. As I take my first sip of my celebratory beverage. First super chat comes from Robert Cross. First time, long time, John. I don't care about Ian's report. Of course you wouldn't care about Ian Bagley's report, Robert Cross. Ian Bagley literally never wrong. And you're like, I don't care about Ian's, but I, I know where you're coming from. It's okay. I don't want uh this is back to to Robert's comment. I don't want OBIQ, Grimes, Deuce, or Sims traded. Play the kids. Hashtag 53 wins uh, report. <laughs> That's an interesting hashtag. Yeah, I mean, look, it's a numbers game with this team. Um, I don't, you know, Cam certainly came back down to earth in this one. He was arguably the Nick that had the worst game. He was really the only Nick that didn't have a really nice offensive game. He finished the game with six points. He was three of eight from the field. He missed both of his threes. You know, had some nice moments on defense. He had a couple other nice moments in the half court. But like, you know, it's a down to earth game. Um, It sounds like Grimes is getting closer, but also my read of the reporting on Grimes is like they're going to give him all the time in the world. And quite frankly, with games coming up against the Magic and the Hornets, I think this is a wonderful opportunity to give Cam Reddish an extended runway. Runway. Why am I talking about Cam Reddish when you're talking about Obi quickly, Grimes, Deuce, and Sims? The only thing that can push their hand in a significant way to make a trade. I'm not saying they're not going to make a trade irrespective of Cam, but I'm saying the only thing that could push their hand in a significant way sooner rather than later would be if Cam just shows himself a someone who's like not like too good to leave the rotation. And now we have one really good game from Cam. We have one not so good game from Cam after a preseason that was not so good. Curious to see what he does in the next couple of games. Um, but to your question or your comment, I don't want to trade those kids either, Robert, but I'm also, you know, I'm not running the team and I don't have to worry about things like agents and, you know, a guy in the locker room who may not be happy that he's not getting enough shots or, or minutes or, or what have you. Um, the Knicks have to worry about those things, or maybe they don't, maybe they just say, you know what, we're going to keep all of our talented kids and we're going to move on. We'll see. We'll find out soon enough. Tyler Michaels, what's going on, Tyler? My email rant a few months ago, defending Randall is aging well, LOL, so far. I enjoyed the I enjoyed your your rant. You made a lot of good points to counter my newsletter in which I was like, you have to trade him. Um, thoughts on Randall so far? Zero assists tonight, but the vibes are good. Yeah, I thought he had a couple, you know, I don't know, was it two, three, four plays where he, you know, kind of forced it a little bit. Um, I think it's it's really nice when Randall hits threes. And I want to say off the top of my head, I'm going to say he hit two threes tonight. Let's see how close I came. Yeah, he was two of three. So there we go. I think he's been fine. I think he's been fine. I think he's been about as good as you could have hoped for, reasonably hoped for, through two games. I mean, he commands attention. And the reality is... The best version of this team, I'm, I'm going to, at some point, I'm going to talk to Benji about this, you know, probably the next time he's on the pod. I lean towards the best version of this team for this year, this year, this year. I think the best version of this team for this year has this version of, of Randall on it. Now, I have no idea what they'd be able to get for him in a trade, but I I think what he's doing right now is good for, again, this year's team. I'm not talking about long-term. I'm not talking about Obi Toppin's development. I'm not talking about building up Obi Toppin's, you know, value and ability to do stuff. It's, and that's just because Randall still commands attention. He could still make difficult shots. And when he's picking his spots appropriately, which again, I'm not sure he did as well tonight as he did the other night. Um, that's a that's valuable. That's a good thing because Brunson 
you know, if, if all of your, your engines, so to speak, if your engine order goes like Brunson, then RJ, then like, you know, Derek Rose, Emmanuel quickly, that's, that's a lot on the shoulders of, of those top two guys, especially. And Randall being here in the starting lineup to be a guy who can grab the attention of a defense has value. It has very real value. And I think he's, he's done okay, you know, with, with the balance of like, okay, when, when I get the attention towards me, I'm going to, if I have the shot, I'm going to take the shot. If I, if it's the right play to kick it out, I'm going to kick it out. We'll see. It's two games. It's, it's, it's two games. Um, as far as like for the better long-term health of this organization, I, I think I might arrive at a, at a different answer. Um, but yeah, your email has aged well. I will, I will certainly say that to you. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky, what's going on, Kev? Jalen Brunson is fantastic. Yes. <laughs> I, I will agree with that analysis. 15 to zero assist to turnover ratio. The bench unit was phenomenal. Agree there as well. Please stop overreacting to Emmanuel quickly. Slow starts. RJ could be better. Yeah. I mean, let me handle the quickly thing first. Uh, like Fred Katz brought it up on the pod that we did right before the season started. What do I think we're going to say about is Emmanuel quickly a great shooter in a couple of years? And Benji and me t- touched on it as well. I think let's, this is still a third year player who was a late first round pick who was, I know he spent two years at Kentucky, but you know, I wouldn't have called him like the most NBA ready guy came in, let the world on fire because of, just he's an audacious guy. We've seen enough steady improvement in so many areas with him along the way, defensively, playmaking. You know, we're we're in this interesting we're in this interesting spot of analysis with quickly where you have a segment of the fan base and and not just the fan base, people probably around the league who look at him and they're like this guy is already someone that deserves more time and a bigger role. And he could do so much more if he was given the opportunity. Look at the numbers, look at the advanced numbers, look at, you know, all of those sorts of things. And then I think there's another segment that looks at quickly as like, so he's a shooter that doesn't make enough shots and he's not a point guard in the traditional like sense of a point guard. So like, why, why are we blowing this guy up? And I think as with most players in the NBA, the truth lies somewhere in between. And at the end of the day, he's a third year player. Like, just give him, give him his whatever, 22, 23 minutes a game uh, this season. And just let, let's see where it ends up. That's all. Let's, let's see where it ends up. I, and as far as RJ, could he be better? Yeah. I mean, but again, every conversation goes back to what are your expectations for RJ? I'll take a, I'll take an RJ Barrett game like this one. I'll take 82 of these babies. I, Quite frankly, uh, maybe with a made three mixed in, but like, yeah, I'll take 82 like this from RJ Barrett every year moving forward. And you know what? If he does that, earns his contract for the most part. So, um, but yeah, he could be a little bit better. Ryan, what's going on, Ryan Wong? Um, awesome bounce back games for IQ and RJ. Loved RJ's passing in particular. Yeah, that was the best part of his game tonight. And the fi- he had some nice finishes. He had some really nice finishes. I'll say that. Which like, again, you get... I. Did he finish with four assists or did he end up with um, I have I have the box score in front of me. I just got to scroll over. So he finished with four assists, but they were like meaningful assists and they were good assists. They were solid passes, um, the type of passes that you'd like to see between that. The finishes. You know, his, his defense was, was fine tonight. Like that's. That's nice. That's what you want to see. Going to need to see three good games in a row before I join the cam hive. I'm all, I'm fine with that. Uh, also, JB is him. Yes, we love Jalen Brunson here. Um, good comment. Good comment all around. Thank you, Ryan, again, for your contribution. Matt from Down Under, Aussie Knicks fan. Always warms the heart to start off the season with a win at home. Shout out Mensa on the pregame who called a Knicks minus 4.5 halftime line. Hashtag SC paid by him. Um, shout out to Mensa Smith. He's been killing it with the wagering stuff um, in our in our pregames. I have to start paying a little bit more attention to that. Uh, I I think he called. He had a few player prop bets as well. I'm not sure how those turned out, but at the same time, I think it's almost unfair to ask anybody to be nailing player prop bets this early in the season 
especially on this Nick team where we're really not sure what the complexion of it is going to be from night to night because Jalen Brunson is such a big new piece and we're not sure what the trickle down effect is. But yeah, he did a good job calling out that line and it is great to start off the season with a win at home. 100%. Vincent Russo, what's going on, Vincent? RJ seems to be searching for his footing. I'm hopeful though. JB solves a lot of problems. Great win. Hashtag over. Yeah, congratulations to anybody who took the over. Um, I'll, I do think, and we talked about this. Someone brought it up on the uh, the halftime show. Shout out to all the KFS newsletter subscribers. The form, he, he seemed to be shooting it a lot more smoothly from a form perspective, from a footwork perspective, from any perspective, from deep in the three season, from the, the three season. Well, it was three season for, for RJ Parrott because he was making all of them. You know, he made over 50% from deep and now the real games are starting. I, I, I think it's always going to be a battle for him. I think it's always going to be a battle for him because I, I just, you know, unlike quickly who just seems like he's going to be a great shooter. The inclination with RJ is to doubt that he's ever going to be a great shooter. I think the hope moving forward is just a guy that is reliable enough to hit enough shots when he's open, you know, which makes for an interesting fit on a lot of, you know, in the way that NBA rosters are built nowadays with what is required of wings who maybe are, is not, are not the first guy that has the ball. You know, they're not the first option. It might not be even the second option on a great team. You know, and these are the questions about RJ Barrett, which is why they got him for 107 million guaranteed dollars. That's just the reality. And if he solves, if he if he figures this stuff out, we're we're all going to be laughing at the bank. Hopefully he does. Uh, Anthony Six, though, what's going on, Anthony? That game was a mission statement for how a team can succeed. Beautiful distribution of points, playmaking, hashtag Brun and Hyde, hashtag LeBron. <laughs> LeBron, I like that. Um, it's definitely a mission statement for how to, how to kick the shit out of the Pistons. I'll say that. They, they, they played very unselfishly, almost too unselfishly to a point at times. And that's great. I love that. I, I love that, that even as they were up, I thought, again, for the most part, guys tried to make the correct decision. And 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 that's great. You love to see that. And it did, you know, and look, look, you play who's on your schedule. If the Pistons are on your schedule, Pistons come off a win, by the way. You know, and, and they got their their butts handed to them tonight. They were they it was a 12 point game at one point. And the Knicks were like, okay, settle down. They ran away with it. That's what you want to see. It's what you needed to see for a Nick fan tonight. Um, Kevin Danishevsky, but one more hot Pistons take over reaction. Give me Ivy over Cade. Wow. Now think about that one for a second. It, here's the thing with, with Cade. He needs to shoot it. He needs to shoot it. And the evidence last year was not great. Everybody seems to think he's going to figure out how to shoot it, but he needs to shoot it because he's not. He's not a, he's not a, I was about to say, he's not a John Morant type athlete. He's not a Jay Ivey type athlete either. Um, you know what? That might, maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's a hot take, but it's not insane. I, I always love, by the way, that you're able to put your, put yourself out there with these things that seem insane at first glance. Dom Cappuccini, what's going on, Dom? Well, they're on pace for surpassing my 40 win prediction. <laughs> I love that. The offense hasn't been. This fluid since 2013, thanks to Jalen Brunson and others buying in. Hashtag we back. Um, I, I still think, you know, great NBA, great NBA teams. Let me rephrase. Let me take a step back. There are great shooting teams in the league. It seems like there's more and more every year that with some exceptions are pretty much going to make shots every night because that's just, that's their personnel. They have the personnel to make shots every night. That's one category of great offenses. The Knicks, I don't believe are that. And then you have great 
teams that whether it's by other skills, other offensive skills, or because of their defensive aptitude can regularly overcome nights where they are not hitting outside shots. I think the best hope is that the Knicks are somewhere in between those two places in that they shoot it well more often than not, which as I say those words out loud, I am cognizant of the fact that they have two of their three highest usage guys are RJ Barrett and Julius Randle, who we don't really know what they're going to be as shooters this year. Um, you know, but I, to me, I want them to be able, where I'm really focused on is I want them to be able to overcome nights where they're not hitting their shots from the outside. And they came damn close against Memphis. I didn't realize until I looked at the stats today that they had shot from three as poorly as they did. And for them to only lose that game by three points, it, it think, looking at that three-point percentage in that opening night, I think that's more encouraged. I feel more encouraged about that than I did in, in the immediate aftermath. So that's, you know, hopefully that's a good thing. Um, next up, Colin Reardon. What's going on? RJ's a baseball player. More relaxed equals better play. Yeah, I think so. And I think that's part of why he played really well the tail end of last season. I think he kind of just let it all hang out and things had kind of gone to shit. He started off so poorly and he was just like, screw it. I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm I, I think he got out of his head. And I think he's in his head a little bit right now. Hopefully he gets out of it sooner rather than later. So um yeah. Good, good comment there. Greg film stuff. What's going on, Greg? You're always so generous with the super chats. I appreciate it, man. Um, there were a lot of head scratching turnovers for sure. There were some head scratching turnovers. I, I will pull up the, the final uh, turnover numbers right now. They, the Knicks finished the game with 12 turnovers, which is not a lot, but I agree with you. The ones that they had were like annoying. Nice to see IQ get back on track, but if the lob isn't there, keep it. Um, yeah, he's you know still finding his way as a as a playmaker. Bogdanovich beating young New York legs off the dribble was ridiculous. Last year we lose this game when Detroit comes back. Um, listen, Bogey, like you can't be a 19 point per game scorer in the league if you don't have some and like be that level of he's not an athlete. You can't do that unless you got some some tricks up your sleeves, some moves. Like the thing with Bogdanovich is you have to play up on him because you have to respect his shot as much as anyone in basketball because it's a really good three-pointer. So he knows, and he's such a smart player, he knows how to leverage when teams play up on him, which is why I think you you saw him, you know, beat some guys off the dribble. And it wasn't just the young guys. Like, you know, he was burning Fournier earlier. You know, he, he, he burned a few guys. So, you know. There was there was one report out there that the Knicks were kicking the tires on, or at least inquiring about Bogey when when Utah was going to trade him. So um, he's a good player. He's a good player. I'll be interested to see what happens next time he hits free agency. Uh, thanks again for the contribution, Robert Cross. With another one, is it fair and reasonable to say that I think Robert Cross might be a bot, Andrew? When he when we have our next town hall, let's double check and make sure that that's a real person in the little box there from San Diego. I think Robert's a bot. Um, is it fair and reasonable to say that the Knicks games are best enjoyed at the resort here in Hawaii? I didn't know bots went to Hawaii, Robert. If so, then frozen drinks for all. Hashtag 53 wins. Um, as you know, Robert, we just finished up our tr- trip to Disney. And we stayed at a, a, a hotel that reminded us a little bit of our honeymoon to Hawaii, which, of course, prompted us to start talking about, well, we when we were on our honeymoon, we met a couple that was celebrating their 20-year wedding anniversary. They had gone honeymooning in Hawaii, and then they went back to Hawaii with their three kids on their 20th year anniversary. And we said on our honeymoon, we're like, we are not going to be that couple that waits 20 years to get back to Hawaii. We will not be that couple. And now here we are, two months away from our eighth wedding anniversary. Yeah. Still have not been back to Hawaii. Not happy about that. So we're, we're, we, we are, the discussion is as a present to ourselves for our 10 year wedding anniversary. Maybe not on our 10 year anniversary, but shortly thereafter. That's the, 
That's the new goal. I'll let you know how we do with that. But yes, that is fair and reasonable to say. Uh, TK, what's going on, man? Fun game. Nothing to complain about. Maybe a nitpick wasn't a fan of some of Randall's defense. Yeah, you know, I, I noticed it too. There were a couple of like not great closeouts again for the second um second second game in a row. Oh, it's is Hush. What's going on, Hush? Uh what are the chances Palinka is on the phone with us? Goodness. Why are you open on that can of worms? I gotta take a sip before I answer that. Um I gotta tell you, I have legitimate questions about whether the Knicks would would make a rust trade right now. Because I think I, like everybody else, at the regardless of whether you think that they should make such a trade or what, you know, whether they should, who would go out, whether they you think they should stay steady at demanding two picks or accept one pick and protections. What I think everybody is in agreement that if the Knicks did engage a trade discussion with the Lakers, Russell Westbrook never plays a game for the Knicks. I think everybody could be in agreement about that, right? So if that's the case and you're sending a lot of salary over there, probably right. Randall and, and Fournier, um, that, you know, I know everybody wants to run Fournier out of town. I know some people still want to run Randall out of town. That makes the Knicks worse this season. Unequivocally. I, I, I think I feel comfortable saying that some, some may disagree. I'm, I would have to think about that, but I think that makes the Knicks worse this season. Would the front office be okay with that? Maybe if they're getting two first round picks, they're okay with it. Um, but whew, yeah, I don't, I, I think it's neither here nor there because I don't think the, the Lakers would give up two firsts just for, for Randall and Fournier. I think they would want more. Um, I don't know if that more involves a young player. I don't know if that more involves, you know, maybe, maybe protect it. I don't know. I don't know. I, and I still don't even know if they would, they would do it, but it's an interesting question. Oh, ow. oh my God. Oh, ow. Oh, ouch. Oh no. It's a bloodbath in here. There's gotta be a way to keep my dagger clean and shiny safely than this. This is what I used to deal with when I cut myself shaving before I knew about Manscaped. Which is why I now say thank you, Manscaped, for keeping my dagger slick and ready for wherever the night takes me. Manscaped is trusted by over 6 million men worldwide. Join the movement by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code FILMSCHOOL. It's time to end the days where shaving your balls becomes the final scene of a horror movie. The folks at Manscaped have the perfect package for your package to get this done. The -the below-the-waist grooming leaders have a fourth-generation performance package. Inside, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, liquid formulations, and two free gifts. Spooky season is here and Manscaped is getting you set, starting with the Lawnmower 4.0. This fourth generation trimmer also features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. Also included is their Weed Whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer is here to whack your weeds and any goblins that come your way. Both the lawnmower and the weed whacker are waterproof. So in the comfort of your own home or in wild waters, these tools are your best friends. Speaking of your best friends, don't forget to give your testies besties the love they desire with Manscaped's liquid formulations. First is the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant. Hey, you put deodorant under your armpits, why not put deodorant on your balls? And can't forget about the Crop Reviver Ball Reviver to give your boys a boost. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Spend spooky season using the best tools for the job at Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code FILMSCHOOL at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code FILMSCHOOL. Slay your worst pubes and keep your dagger clean during spooky season at Manscaped. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hey guys, quick break to tell you about Factor. Factor makes it easy to eat clean 24-7 with fresh, never-frozen, prepared meals that are so delicious you wouldn't believe they're actually good for you. Factor saves you time by delivering chef-crafted meals to your doorstep, eliminating the hassle of grocery shopping and meal prep. Not to mention cleanup, no dishes to wash here. Each Factor meal arrives pre-prepared and ready to eat in two minutes. That's even faster than ordering in. Factor tackles the tough stuff so I don't have to. Their registered dietitians and expert chefs work hand-in-hand to create meals with nutritious ingredients. And with 29 meal options each week, I'm never bored. Going off script for this next part to tell you just how convenient and delicious I've found Factor. My to-do list is usually never-ending. I rarely have time for meal prep. When Factor sent me a box to test out, I chose the extra protein option. They sent me a week's worth of meals, and I had no idea just how convenient this was going to be. Each meal comes pre-prepared. You just put it in the microwave for two minutes, wait another two minutes for it to cool down, and boom, in four minutes, my meal is ready, and it's delicious as well. Last night while I was editing this podcast, I heated up the pork shepherd's pie with white cheddar Yukon mash and roasted green beans. Not only was the prep time non-existent, but I was able to get a lunch break in and still get the podcast out for all of you to hear without taking a significant break. They have plenty of other meal options as well. There's vegan and veggie meals, keto, low-calorie options, cold-pressure juices, smoothies, energy bites, plant-based bars, extra protein, the one I chose, veggie sides, and more to keep you fueled and focused all day long. Don't hesitate. Head to go.factor75.com slash filmschool60 and use code filmschool60 to get 60% off your first box. That's code filmschool60 at go.factor75.com slash filmschool60 to get 60% off your first box. David. David. David Futternick. What's going on, my man? Just wanted to say that the new show format looks fantastic, and so do you, J-Mac. Oh, you're, you're always too kind. Fun uh, fun win. Brunson is the truth. Yes, Brunson is the truth. I love Jalen Brunson. Uh, what a difference it makes when Alec Burks isn't your starting point guard. Have a cutlet dipped in Guinness for me. I wonder, a cutlet, if you, if you batter the cutlet in Guinness and then bread, and then bread the cutlet with Guinness as your... Is what, what's supposed to hold the breadcrumb. Would that even work? I don't know. I've never tried it. I've marinated meat in Guinness before. That's delicious. And you throw that on the grill. That's that's just that's wonderful. Um now you have my my mind. Now I'm hungry. That's what you did. Now you've now you've made me hungry. So thank you for that. 
David, as it's 1030 here on, on a Friday night in New York. Uh, SB Gorilla, what's going on? Uh, what's good, John? Damien here. Oh, what's going on, Damien? How are you? Um, good game overall. Obi and Cam together really opens the floor. Yeah, I like them pairing together. I like that. That's Hey, listen, maybe that's a glimpse into the future if they are able to trade Evan Fournier, slot Grimes at the starting five, and then let Cam run with the backups. Uh, I, I think it fits. I think it works. You notice how look, uh, look for teammates who aren't getting their touches. Yeah, for sure. Truly unselfish. FYI, we finally got a point guard. A lot of Brunson love tonight, and I'm really happy about it. I'm happy that we we could all agree that Jalen Brunson's really good, and he was a really good addition for this team. I <clears throat> I'm really curious to see moving forward how big a share of the offense he takes upon his own shoulders in games where perhaps they are struggling or like other guys aren't hitting shots and they just like, it's a close game down the stretch and they need a win because he can do it. And, but to Benji's, to Benji's discussion point um, that he said on the, on the pod that dropped, today the way that they put lineups out there is not always conducive to to Jalen Brunson getting in his bag as much as he's capable of getting so my curiosity is if Tom Thibodeau knows and he God surely does he does if he knows that his best path to like probably the most functional basketball two-way basketball for a five minute stretch is just like surround Jalen Brunson with Hardenstein and your three best shooters. Um, so, and obviously that, that can defend at the other level. So at the other end, so I, you know, certainly Grimes is part of that conversation. Does Reddish get to that point where he's part of that conversation? Does Barrett's shot pick up? You know, where he's part of that conversation. Does Obi keep knocking down shots? Like whoever that is, like that's that's their best path. If you if you're talking about really like for a stretch of basketball, just like give it to Brunson, let him drive, let him kick, let him work. I I wonder how often we see that version and how often the the Knicks and, and Tibbs make it so that he can do his best work. Because, I mean, the man's a magician, but it would be it would be really helpful um, for him to work with some more unclogged paints when you're talking about playing the best teams. So good, good comment there. Um, next up, this really my life. That's a fun name. We could could have sure sure used Duran out there. LOL. Yeah, I was gonna tweet something about you know hug a hug a Pistons fan in your life, uh, but. Nobody knows any Pistons fans. Uh, I liked RJ's process tonight. Randall continues to play well, and IQ lives. Yeah, IQ is gonna be just fine. Trade Evan, play Cam and Grimes. Um, I'd love to trade Evan Fournier. I really would. Two games in now, I think I'm. I think I'm pretty, pretty set on the opinion that. If you with, with how this offense seems to be functioning, I don't know that they're whatever offensive upgrade you get of Fournier over Grimes. And I'm to be clear, I'm not 100% sure that's even true. Fournier can do more stuff than Grimes has shown he can do at the pro level. But like, will that be true in three months or four months or five months? I, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure if it's I'm not sure if it's worth it. I, I think you I think they might be a, just a flat out better team if Grimes starts. Uh, I'm not sure about that, but I think it might be the case. And if Cam plays better, then yeah, I mean it makes all the sense in the world. But the question is, who's trading for Evan Fournier? I don't really know the answer to that question, and I don't know if I don't know if anybody's beating down their door. I'll say that. Be nice if somebody was. Daniel Chang, what's going on? Uh, Macri Brunson. Just such poise and pace. Zero turnovers. An actual point guard? What is this feeling? I don't know. Um, haven't felt it in a long time. Uh, let's see if we could string together a few wins here. Anyways, 
arrest David Fisdale for fraud and grand larceny. Um, sure. A B. I saw that uh, a few days ago. I haven't mentioned this, but like Bobby Marks put out a list of like the best available um, free agent guards, and three of the top five names I think on his list were three of the last four Knicks starting point guards um, in Kemba Walker, um, Trey Burke, and. Alfred Payton. The only guy he was missing from the list was um oh my god. I can't I can't think of his name. Um Andrew, help me out. What happened? Alonzo Trier. That's all you you just needed to show your face, and it reminded me somehow of Alonzo Trier. You're Thank welcome. You. Thank you. Carry on. <laughs> um how could I forget Alonzo Trier's name? That's such a bad job by me. Uh Dom Cappuccini, iHeart is a stat compiler. The defense overall wasn't bad, but the transition D looks sloppy still at times. Um, yeah, I thought the overall defense was, and in particular, the transition defense was a little sloppy. Um, I'm not sure if him being a stack compiler, if you mean that as a, a knock or a compliment. The only thing I'll say about Hardenstein, and I want, I just want to like put this out there now because I feel like it's important. I think Mitch is playing at such a high level defensively right now that anytime he goes off the floor, it's going to be tempting to look at Hardenstein and look at Hardenstein's defense and be like, Oh, you know, there's a drop off. And I, that's probably not fair because I think Mitch is, is, is about to engage in a really, really, really special defensive season. I don't know about all defense worthy or anything like that, but I think he's going to be really good. So, um, yeah, much, much love for Hardenstein. Love, love him out there. He's really good. Um, Requiem Gaming. Um, in parentheses, the remnant. Hello from the land of enchantment. Tonight, I was enchanted by a blowout. I hope this is, becomes a running, running thing. This is great. Uh, JK, tonight, I was enchanted by team cohesion, unselfishness, and pace. Yeah, def- I mean, you can't score 130 points without some pace. You know, it doesn't matter who you play. Uh, unselfishness. I probably should have said the uh, the assist total at, at, at some point tonight. The Knicks had... Oh, thank you for putting that up there. Um, the Knicks had 29 assists on 50 made field goals, which some quick math tells me is a 58 assist percentage, which is... That's fine. That's fine. Um, but yeah, I agree. It's they they moved the ball really well tonight. And uh that's that's really good. We want we want more of that for sure. Uh SP Gorilla again, how Obi looks for teammates is what I meant. Uh okay, yes, back to your last comment. The twins are hanging off me. I can't get a break. LOL. You know how that goes. Let's go, let's go, Nick's three and one. Uh I'm I'm pushing for three and one. I hope so. As for twins. I don't know what I would do with twins. Anybody out there, you, anybody else out there who has twins? God bless. Because my soon to be 20 month old is at the stage where I told my, I said to my wife and older daughter today, I'm like, I'm ready to be done with this part. I'm ready to move on to the next part where there is, you know, functional communication and, and just let's move to that. Yeah. Shout out to anybody who likes babies, but not me. Not my wheelhouse. Uh, Jacob Reality, what's going on, Jacob? Thank you so much for the very generous contribution. First win in the books. Damn right. Hashtag team season over win totals. Team season over win totals. I like it. Uh, Betting aside, biggest keys and takeaways from playing against lesser teams is to see how engaged certain players are remain start to finish to ensure no letdowns. I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm staring off into space because I'm thinking about last season and how. How and why. Things went so wrong and it was always kind of like the same thing, like they stopped moving the ball. They stopped moving themselves, move yourselves, move the ball like, you know, they didn't do that. And it was just 
so many shots that came out of rhythm from guys who just were not should not have been taking those shots. And yeah, there were a lot of Randall shots, but it wasn't always Randall. There were other guys too that would take out of rhythm shots. And I think if we're talking about how to prevent that this season, yeah, having a point guard, but it's not, it's again, it's not just having a point guard. It's having a point guard who does point guard things, but also can get you a bucket. Like at the end of the day, sometimes you need a guy even if he's not getting you the bucket, he is drawing the defense's attention to the point where he will increase the likelihood that they slip up somewhere and then you get an open shot. And, you know, it's up to guys to hit open shots. But like that's such it's that's why I, I tweeted it tonight. His presence gives me a lot of confidence that they're not going to have the blown leads that they had last year. Um, and they better not because they they cannot afford to lose. I don't want to put a number on it, like against the 10 worst teams in the league, how many games they could afford to lose against those, those teams. But it's not many. I know that it's not many. Uh, Chris Infanti. What's going on, Chris? Fun team win, but hard to take much from it. I completely agree. How do you get something out of Fournier or is it hopeless? Typically forgettable night for him. (sighs) Yeah. I mean, I think moving him to the bench might help. Um, Cause like he's a good shooter. He's a really good shooter and he made some really difficult shots tonight. I mean, I don't really know what his final stat line was. Um, he was three of eight from the field and he was two of five from deep. Um, I know at least one of his threes was like, Kind of a, it felt like a big three in the moment. It was a tough three, and it was like Detroit was sort of making a push. Like he can do that, and that's important, you know. And he can put the ball on the floor and whatever else. But I don't know. He's a guy that belongs in an NBA rotation. I don't know that he belongs in this NBA rotation. He certainly doesn't belong making the money that he's making. Um, and. I'll be curious to see what happens. I'm sure they'll try to move him. I'm sure that I, I, that's not me knowing anything, but I just common sense. I'm sure they'll try to move him at some point, somehow. Uh, Darth Hayes, what's going on? Thank you for the generous contribution. Guys are awesome tonight. Really? Seriously. It's a, it's a pretty nice Friday night in New York city. And we got lots of, lots of great super chats coming in. We have a point guard told the homies. If we ever hover, if we hover around 500 against contenders, and beat the teams we should beat. It's the sixth seed that's out of the ceiling. That's that's out. Ceiling still not sold on Cam, but he's swaying me. We needed this chicken soup game. Great show, guys. Thank you. Um, six seed. Man, you know, I'm, I was just watching. Um, I watched the end of. I had the Raptors and Nets on my... I was watching the Knicks game on my laptop and I had Raptors Nets on the television for, a, you know, not a ton of tonight. And I was focusing in on the Knicks game, obviously, but like I watched enough. Two really good teams. Really good teams. And the other night, Toronto and Cleveland. Two really good teams. Now, Toronto won that game. Brooklyn won this game tonight. Um... And, you know, I just named three teams, Brooklyn, Toronto, um, Cleveland, that are not supposed to be in the top four in the East because that's supposed to be, I mean, if you go by like whatever projected win totals and this and that, because that's supposed to be Boston and Milwaukee and Philly and Miami. So it's just, I've said it, I said it once or twice already, and I'll say it again because I, I think it's going to be true. The thing that everybody said last year about, oh, the Knicks could be better, but they might not win the uh, the same percentage of games or as good a percentage of games. I think that will be true this year. They will certainly be better than, I mean, without question, they'll be better than last year. And I do think that there's a chance that they are like in some ways better than the team that was a four seed two years ago. And it's just, man, the freaking East, the freaking East is just so good. 
It's just really good. Um, but yeah, they got to win some games. They're not supposed to win. That's what it comes down to. Uh, Drazov, what's going on, Drazov? Thanks for the contribution. My hot take is that bearded Cade is not as good as no beard Cade. That's that's a take. Kidding aside, it's nice having our guy Rose back and upgrading at starting point guard. JB definitely worth the tampering penalty so far if it comes around. Man, we still haven't heard. I'm a little worried about that. I'm not going to lie. I I would really rather not give up a first-round pick. Now, if you told me all things being equal, would you give up a first-round pick for Jalen Brunson? Like, yeah, I would. Um you know, I the the notion that they could be giving up a pick in this draft, though, just it would make it would add a tinge of nervousness to this season that I don't think I need. So let's hold off on saying def. I mean, he's I agree with you. He's he's worth the tampering, but like, hey, guess what? Would have been nice if they didn't have to tamper to get him because of for reasons, um, but. Whatever. What's done is done. It's great that he's here. I'm happy he's here. Um, next up, Andre Stewart. What's going on, Andre? We just need to relax. This team will be fine. We will beat bad teams and play it close with the top teams. Just don't expect anything else. Um, yeah, I'm 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 more worried about not worried. I'm just more curious about how they do against the juicy middle. Of the league, like right now, I got I just turned on Phoenix and and Portland a few minutes ago. You know, Portland's hanging around with, with the Suns. Um, like Portland's supposed to be like the tenth best team in the West or the ninth best team in the West. Um, and that's a team that you know we're gonna hope to certainly beat at home and like hope to have a chance against in in their building. And there's like a lot of there's a lot of teams like that in that range. Um, that's who they're going to have to win some games against, you know? So hope they will. Uh, yes. And beat the teams they are supposed to beat. But I think we could all relax for a night. We've earned that. Robert Cross with one more. First time, long time, John. GMAC is the best in the business. Completely agree. Do we know when October Town Hall is? Maybe Kevin will be busy. <laughs> Hashtag 53 wins. I believe, shout out to all of our patrons in the um, Monroe tier or higher. I believe Town Hall is next week. Next Thursday. There we go. There you go. Thank you, Robert. I hope you're enjoying Hawaii. And by enjoying Hawaii, I'm glad you're with us for some reason. Thank you, Robert. We appreciate it. Listen, you can enjoy Nick's Film School from Hawaii. I You enjoyed Nick's Film School from Disney when you were I there. So I did. I want to be uh don't want to be rude but i didn't look at the youtube when i was on vacation but i appreciate those that is me that is me um quick before we get to kenneth's um super chat do you want some around the league buzz real quick sure can i tell you a little bit about the 2-0 utah jazz did they win that game in overtime in minnesota hi rudy gobert <laughs> yeah. Also, John one Mar- game I didn't get to put a chance to put on at all tonight. Also, John Morant. Um, we should be happy that Knicks held him to thirty-four points. He had forty-nine tonight in Houston against Houston. I believe that they get paid to play basketball too. They do. That game was close down the stretch, though. I was I had that on for a few minutes mm-hmm. too. I again, I know he scored thirty-four. I thought the Knicks did okay on him. They played him well. Yeah, they you they know. played him the same way that they. Tibbs has this nice strategy with like walling off the paint. Yeah. So like, if you get in there, you earned it. Like he does. I was saying this on the pregame show. He did it with with uh, Giannis last year at the game at home, and it led to a comeback. He did it with um with Zion two years ago. So like that is the strategy they go to. And if you're making your threes, you're making your threes. You know. Um. Also, yeah. Remember. I just have to bring this up. Remember when Jeremy said that um, the Pacers were be better than Utah? Pacers lost to the Spurs tonight. I, I was, I'll take some, at some point, either a newsletter or on pod, I think I said some nice things about Utah. Um, they have was, talent on the roster right now, which is why Danny Ainge has his work cut out for him. Yeah. No. If he wants to make that team a bottom three roster. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be yeah. a fun season. And to uh, add to your, the, the question about um, 
the com the comment about is Palinka on the phone with us. Every fan base with any hint of talent is having the same thought right now. Yep. You know, it's like maybe Palinka could trade two firsts for Rozier and Hayward, said the Hornets fan. Like every team is having that conversation right now because the Lakers' problems are so evident. Yeah, it's you not know? great. No. Um, we recorded a podcast about that today. Shout out again to all of our patrons. Link below if you want to listen to it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Kenneth Escalona, what's going on, Kenneth? Great game. No trades. Keep them till the end. Do trades after the season. You have a capable bench. Imagine all the players playing and getting experience. The only pushback I'll give, and thank you again for the contribution, Kenneth. Um, it, you know, I've been talking offline to to Robert about this. Our friend Robert Cross from Hawaii, um, not from Hawaii. He's in Hawaii. Like. I do. I think the vibes are important, and I think the everybody pulling in the same direction is important. And I think it's, you know, you got a lot of guys who did who are who have been paid, right? A lot of guys got paid, but then you got in Toppin, quickly, and Cam Reddish. To, well, Cam obviously is coming up on. He, I mean, he's going to be a restricted free agent. And then quickly and Obi are coming up on summers where they're extension eligible. And, you know, maybe that's not a huge priority to them, but I would imagine it. their second contract is something that they may be thinking about. Uh, so that's like, that's a thing. And I'm not saying it's going to, that, that, that concept is going to negatively affect the team. But I just I wonder if that is part of their calculation, you know, in in thinking about, you know, in like a like a less is more thing, basically, where and and that's to say nothing of whatever they would potentially bring back in, in whatever this this trade is that we're, we're talking about. I don't I don't know, but I. Listen, if they didn't make any trades for a while, I'd be fine with it. But I, I do think it's going to... And, and that's to say nothing of the the obvious rotation question mark that if everybody's healthy, like, what do they do? And I don't have a great answer for that question. Um, good good comment. Good question, though. Requiem Gaming with one more. Also enchanting. KFS pregame stream. Shout out. Yes, absolutely. Um, Mens has been, been killing it. I think I forget if I'm forgetting and to shout out anybody else. Andrew will remind me. It was me, XJ, and Mensa today. They're XJ. That's Sean, Sean was at the game. So yes, yeah. But we'll be back on Monday before every uh, pre before every game. Um, we've got we're working on like a fun little gambling segment where we're each gonna pick one bet with a, a hypothetical unit that we have to try and and we'll try to like accrue the most money throughout the season. Oh, I like that. Bet. Yeah. So stay tuned to the KFS pregame show around six p.m. or an hour to an hour and a half before every game. Pay attention to the Twitter account to find out when it starts. I like it. Uh, Dan Hidalgo, need to play Cam and Obi, even if they aren't in long-term plans. Got to think Obi is getting sick of the lack of minutes at this point. Yeah, this kind of speaks to what I was just saying. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I know. Here's what I do know. I, I know that if he finishes this year averaging, you know, 16 or 17 or 18 minutes a game. His contract is going to his, his next, the Knicks are not going to offer him a massive extension. They're just, they're just not um, like, I'm not sure what would have to ha you know, happen. I, I don't know. And how does he, how does he feel about that? I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting though. Um, next up, Darth Hayes. I meant to say six seed is our ceiling. Oh, okay. That makes things a little bit clear. Hey, it's, that's not crazy. I think that is their ceiling. I think that is their ceiling. I'm, I'm more realistically shooting for... Um, I, I'd, I'd sign for seventh right now. Just putting that out there. I would sign for seventh. But I don't think... I don't think the notion of shooting for the six seed is not crazy to me. Brian Benjamin, what's up? If Grimes doesn't start, would that be worth not trading him for Mitchell? Again, I, I don't... It wasn't that they wouldn't trade him for Mitchell. And, and Ian had a, a nice little something that he put out yesterday, I think, or today on this. 
they wouldn't trade him and Barrett for Mitchell. That's and 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 the picks that Utah wanted. That's what they wouldn't trade for Mitchell. Because then it leaves them with no I, I think it, they felt it left them with no reliable wings and no way to get access to a reliable wing. Um putting that aside, I think like they didn't make the trade. Mitchell's not here. Do what's in the best interest of your team. And I think there is a very good argument for starting him, but start him because you think that's what's in the best interest of your team. To me, that's the, the, they didn't include him in the trade or this and that. And like what, whether how that should affect us looking at him moving. I don't really care about any of that, you know, if he's good, if he, if he stinks, then that's a different question, but, or a different story. Good question though. I like that. Hold on a second. Wait for it. What am I waiting for? We're done. In <laughs> <laughs> under an hour and good because I'm, I'm, I, I pushed it about as far as I could go with my uh, feeling a little bit under the weather tonight. So you're playing hurt tonight. That's right. I ain't playing hurt. I'm going to take the weekend to recover. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, again, join Chris and Sean tomorrow on Twitter. Good old Twitter.com for KFS Study Hall. Twitter Spaces, excuse me. Um, yeah, we're enjoying the weekend. Why you only only Jets, J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 the Giants, don't they play? I don't care. Oh, okay. <laughs> good luck to the Giants as well. Uh, I will also, I'm in a good mood. The Knicks won by a lot tonight. Good luck to the Yankees this weekend against Houston. Hopefully it's not the last weekend that you're playing baseball. I know what that's like. So good luck to the Yankees this weekend. And in that spirit, uh, one birthday shout out to Mr. Alex Trateros. Uh, that's his name. Alex Trateros. Every time I know him as Alex, and then I always mess up his last name. Alex T. We can do Alex, Alex Trateros from uh, Knicks Jets, etc. Friend of the pod, also of um, of Knicks Fan TV. Today is his birthday. Happy so, birthday, Alex. You got the Knicks W for your birthday, and hopefully you get a Yankee W and a Jets W this Sunday. So, Man, just seeing Josh Richardson, 27 points on 13 field goal attempts, and that's yep. Spurs win. Yep. Good job by that guy. Yeah. All right. Uh, everybody, enjoy your weekend. Uh, tune in for all the stuff. But otherwise, I will see you again on uh, Monday night. Peace out.